They say, they say we should have known better than to fall so deep down, deep down into this rabbit hole we found. And I was thinking on the long way down here, no life, no light, no sight, no sound down here. Welcome to the Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast, your regular dose of information security through the tempered lens of real-world experience. And now, your hosts, James Jardine and the White Rabbit, Rafael Los. Welcome, friends, Down the Rabbit Hole. This is Raph Los, uh, following the White Rabbit Podcast. Uh, this Beautiful day. We are in Washington, D.C. at HP Protect 2013. This is a special feature cast. I've got a great guest. Uh, he is Ian Beckford. He's a senior product manager for Telus Security Solutions in a very interesting point. Uh, works with some HP products, solving some very interesting solutions from a service provider perspective. Ian, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. And uh, so one of the first things that, that struck me uh, in this conversation uh, that we're having uh, when I looked at the sort of who you are and what you guys do and why we're talking, um, obviously you're a tipping point and an ArcSight customer. There's a lot of sims out there. There's a lot of IPSs out there. Yeah. Why those two and what, what made your selection criteria? Okay. Um, for with regards to the sim solution, we used a, another model of sim, and we had quite a few challenges with that in terms of processing speed, scalability, et cetera. Um, doing the research out in the marketplace, we looked at uh, a number of sims. Uh, your competitors as well. Uh, ArcSight proved strongly in quite a number of the areas that we, we looked at, things like scalability, manageability, multi-tenant capability, uh, the flexibility of deployments, as well as um, some of the advanced options we have uh, within the HP ArcSight suite, like things like RepSM, threat detector, etc. So basically, it allowed us to provide a holistic service to our customers. Yeah, I like hearing that, the holistic service. Uh, too many organizations simply buy a SIM, drop a SIM in, yeah. Um, just point a couple of things at it and then go, look, red lights. Uh, it's good that you're getting like a, a bunch of plugins, a lot of value out of it. Yeah. It's exciting to hear that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, it, it's good to have you. Uh, so let me ask another interesting question then. Um, from the perspective, perspective of integration, you know, it, it seems to be sort of the white elephant in many rooms, right? We've got a lot of disparate security products yeah. in companies. From a serv service provider perspective, you have to streamline this as much as possible, both from cost and yeah. delivery, yeah. right? Uh, how hard is it? Uh, when I don't not to turn this into a commercial for uh, Arcsider yeah. and Tipping Point, but hey, that's what we do. Uh, but no, how how difficult is it to both with our products and some of the other things you're working with to actually make some of the security technologies work together, and then provide meaningful insight? Right, hint, meaningful under double underline, bold, large letters. Yeah, that's extremely challenging. Um, it requires a lot of uh, technical skill sets. Um, one of the, the the beauties of using Arcsight we have now is the tight integration with our IPS solution. We're also a managed provider for uh, Tipping Point. Okay. Uh, the richness of the data that we get in from Tipping Point into ArcSight uh, provides a lot of our customers with a complete value chain of the service. One of the things we've also done is we've evolved the ArcSight platform and created some custom tools to assist us. I love to hear that. Yeah, in, in that process. So as you can imagine, Sims produce so much information, companies now are just overwhelmed by the data. So what we try and do is we try and streamline that data and present it in a meaningful way. And we use ArcSight as well as some of our own custom tools to actually do that. 
Okay. Do you do you staff a thousand experts? I and mean, how do you balance between automation and the manual work that goes into detecting and, and responding to malice? Okay, we've got two offerings. The, the main offering is pretty much standard ArcSight with all the standard product sets yep. within ArcSight. And we've got another offering called Intelligent Analysis. Uh, the standard offering is pretty straightforward. Uh, most of the efforts done in the implementation phase where you scope the, the solution, install it, and it's really ongoing management and support, providing our customers with just straightforward alerting. With our intelligent analysis offering, that's highly skilled and it's very tailored to specific customers. So what we do at the beginning is we go speak to the customer, understand their risk profile, look at all their assets, and obviously you can imagine it's quite labor intensive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, so that's really to our high level customers. So there's no magic, uh, magic rainbows, unicorns kind of, you know, there's no magic wand to wave over, right? No, 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 no magic wand, it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> but you know, Getting these getting these tools to work together and ultimately um, deliver good value to your yeah. client and, and obviously to yourselves, yeah. can, 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 uh, continue to keep yourselves safe. Um, this is not a one-time deal, right? It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, we learn. We're continuously learning uh, from different customers, different deployments that we actually do. Uh, we bring that that information forward onto our new um, new customers, which are coming on board. So it's a, a continual learning process. It's, it's cyclical. We're moving forward piece by piece. Right, so you, you define sort of a rule set, you define some operating parameters, Yeah. you look at standard deviations, when things walk out of standard deviation for too long, you either investigate them, right? Or yeah, exactly. What we have is um, one of the beautiful things we've done, we've actually migrated recently from a different sim, our intelligent analysis over to ArcSight, and what we're using is uh, the case management tool within ArcSight. Yep. We've got some add-on features as well, and what that allows us to do is consistently uh, look at indic uh, indications of infiltration or or any threats, so we do that on a consistent basis. Um, one of the issues we had before was the consistency element. Uh, some threats would be detected, some wouldn't be. Right. Uh, with our intelligent analysis offering, looking at the customer's environment holistically, we risk rate all of their assets. And obviously the high level risk assets, we target those more. Yeah, so uh, speaking of which, y you've got a vast Product offering, yeah. from what I know of Telus, <laughs> um, you, you sort of you have the clouds, yeah. you have uh, other types, of, you have GovSec solutions, you have all kinds of things. Yeah. How do you scale the cl to, to cloud size, right? Where you've okay. got you know environments that scale up and down in a blink of an eye. Yeah. I mean, these are sort of abstract conversations, but like yeah. really, how do you get into scaling for cloud size? Okay, what we've done, we've, we've based our cloud solution on a virtualized infrastructure, so it allows us to expand and contract relatively straightforward. And we make some assumptions as to what the customer sizes are. So we put them in unique chunks. Okay. And each of these chunks, we, during the, the scoping phase, we look at what their requirements are, and we make an educated guess as to what kind of size they'll actually need. So the, the environment itself, the cloud environment, is very scalable. Uh, we, we add on um, new VMs as and when required. So looking at secured, so you know, like a, a single VM generates X amount of traffic. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the linear, um, the linear uh, values for security alerting. Yeah. Or it, I'm sorry. The, the values for security alerting, the volumes are not linear, right? right. So you go from one to a hundred to a thousand to ten thousand. Yeah. It, it's sort of a hockey stick curve. Yes. You're Canadian. You appreciate hockey. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's it, looking at a hockey stick curve of analysis. You can't hire a thousand more analysts no. uh, every time somebody you know brings on a large cloud infrastructure, okay. right? So. Yeah. What's the thought process, and how the heck do you get over it? Okay, uh, that's a great challenge because um, you talk to any two sim uh, specialists, 
and you get them to scope an environment, you're going to get two different answers. Right. Yeah. So that's the challenge. What we try and do is we look at our past experiences, our past knowledge and a lot of the platforms that we've actually managed and make, uh, for want of a better word, an educated guess. Okay. And then we have caveats within our contracts, obviously, that we can readdress that should it be greatly above or greatly below what our expectations are from the outset. Cool. So there's a notion that uh, there's been conversations at Protect here um, with several of these independent folks, and I've had some client conversations as well, that seek to make a distinction between things you look for and analyze with your uh, tipping point integration yeah. and detect and stop in real time yeah. versus what you look at as a trend, as patterns over okay. time. Where's that distinction for you guys? Okay, what we've got is um, we've got our intelligent analysis offering. We have, um, it's really SIM plus. We call it SIM on steroids. What we're looking at is um, uh, proactive security. That's the big buzzword now. So we're looking at threat intelligence. Mm -hmm. We're looking at um, some of our customized tools. Like we've created a, a customized tool called the, the Enhanced Reporting Engine. And what that actually does is it pulls data in from outside and it actually does trending and anomaly detection as well. Hmm. And that's what we do also, it actually brings in data feeds from, from threat sources, some of our own custom threat sources. So we scrape the internet, the visible web, see any RSS feeds, etc. Uh, see what's actually out there in, um, on the internet and we can proactively inform our customers of certain issues. With regards to the enhanced reporting engine, what that actually does is it consumes volumes of data, historical data, and creates a baseline. Oh, well, you said the hold on. You said the magic word. You said baseline. <laughs> the fact that you have and maintain and regularly revisit what it sounds like yeah. an operational baseline. Yeah. Your your clients should love you because yeah. your heads and shoulders above many many organizations as far as enterprise goes. Yeah. Is that's a humongous challenge having that baseline. It is. It's a it's a very very large challenge. And one of the challenges we had on our previous sim platform was, uh, as I said before, the processing capacity of it, uh, creating that kind of baseline with that volume of data. It was just taking far too long. So we, we create this customized tool. It can consume lots of data, historical data. Once we've got that baseline, we can then look at deviations. And then we then go back to our customers on a quarterly basis and discuss some of the baselines and the deviations to see if they're actually trends and they can actually be explained if they're unexplained events. So how do you get to, so this is a quarterly process, you said? That the, the, the tool that we use to do the baselining, um, it has two functions. It's the enhanced reporting engine. Yep. And what it actually does, it gives the trending. So that's more to your C-level kind of executives. So we do that on a quarterly basis. But it also does the anomaly detection. And if we see a major event, we will then inform the customer. Okay, so you've got immediately. So you've got, you've definitely had a distinction between something that's real time, yeah, and then uh, and and this is a key. I think that we're still largely missing in security conversations. Yeah. It's that you know we're still stuck on prevention, yeah, and we spend inordinate amounts of money yeah. to try to understand our adversaries. You know, maybe even get into this exotic notion of threat intelligence that everybody's yeah. buzzing about, yeah. um, which is a buzzword that's been buzzword for like what five, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, but it's still a lot heavily invested in prevention. And, but once the enemy, you know, the, the collective air quotes enemy, has made it into our gates, like we, the analogy we were using earlier in, the, in this room here is that you know, we build really, really tall walls, but yeah. the enemy sometimes doesn't care about walls because they're already inside, yeah. or they find really cool ways to scale our walls, like yeah. helicopters and, or digging <laughs> underneath. And, but we've spent all of our money on that wall. Yeah. And then what? Which leads me to the question. Yeah. Then what? Okay, well, what we try and do is we, as TELUS, we've got um, our notion, or TELUS security solutions to be more precise, our notion is assess, advise, build and manage. 
So the initial assessment, we have teams of security architects that can actually look at it from a holistic perspective. So it's, it's a form of trying to educate our customers. A lot of the Canadian customers in the security market aren't really that well informed as such. So I, we, I'll tell you right now, it's not limited to Canada. Okay, okay. So we need to really uh, uh, educate our customers to understand what the issues are. Some people think they could just put an IPS in their environment and they're safe. Um, so you need a, a, multi -set, a multitude of tools and you need that visibility. I, I love the fact that it seems like you, you guys are giving a lot of, you know, per, look, you're giving realistic advice, solution providers. I bet I bet a lot of these conversations you're having, yeah. people sort of go, well, there are other providers that will give me the, I check the box and I'm safe. Why yeah. can't you do that, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the challenge. That's the challenge we have, particularly with the, with the sales folks. Yeah. Uh, so it's an education process as we go along and we walk down that, that road. Uh, you know, educated customers are our best customers. Definitely. In every industry, yeah. right? Whether you're buying a car or trying yeah. to do security. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you still have that same uh, conversation with people around, well, I just want to be compliant? Yeah, we do, we do. They just want a, a checkbox, and we have offerings for that as well. <laughs> no, leave no desire uh, unfulfilled, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we, we did a low-hanging fruit up to a top level, which is the intelligent analysis. Obviously, the intelligent analysis priced in such a way that not many companies or your SMBs wouldn't really be interested in more your enterprise high-level customers yeah, yeah. who are who understand the risks. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you've got your SMBs. Exactly. That's why we we went to Arcsite was um, the cloud infrastructure that allows our our entry level into that market, reduces the price point, and um, where you go more effective for. Yeah. I look anytime we can alleviate some of the pain that SMBs feel exactly, um, and, and help them play with the big boys, so exactly. to speak, at scale yeah. uh, is a tremendous win. It is, it is, it uh, is. So let, let, me, let me steer this just, just a little bit differently because we, we're talking about, we've mentioned the notion of providing insight versus simply giving, you know, um, kind of what you want, right? Whether, yeah. whether it's good or bad. I, I like where you're going with it. Um, at the scales of cloud, and you've got, you know, we've one of the one of the things that cloud has been challenged with. Yeah, you get this. I'm sure you get this a lot. Is are we going to be more secure going to the cloud, or should we just build it all in house? Yeah. How do you address that? Because I know everybody's got a different answer, but ultimately, <laughs> we basically highlight the pros and cons uh, to our customers. And what I've seen personally are a lot of the smaller customers tend to go with the cloud. It's basically based on price point. Yeah. Um, our large customers. Uh, particularly banking and uh, in the energy sectors, they want all their equipment and the data stored locally. They yeah. have that requirement. So it's, the mature customers have security policies in place, so we just adhere to those. Um, but uh, we use white papers, et cetera, to talk about our cloud infrastructure, how we secure it, how each of the customers are segmented, et cetera, and see if it actually meets their needs. Well, it's interesting. I, I think I personally believe that at a lot of the smaller uh, scale, the SMEs, yeah. the small, medium size, maybe the even medium size enterprises, yeah. in a lot of cases, yeah. uh, your te even templated, semi-templated yeah. service offering is probably better than they're doing right now. Yeah. Right. So, and it's probably cheaper than they can do the same level that you do. So why the heck not? Exactly. We make a compelling argument because uh, the ROI and the cost for these kind of skills. Uh, are very the cost for these skills are quite high, and the the technical staff are not really that readily available. So um, we make a compelling argument in that case. So that's the next question: is yeah, yeah. do you have enough people to hire? Because I know the U.S. market has been uh, has been a little scant. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little tough to yeah. 
to hire those high talent resources that can think at that scale, at yeah. that big picture level. Yeah. What's the Canadian market like? We've been very fortunate because um, there's been some acquisitions along the way and um, we were fortunate enough to, to take a lot of people on board from a leading SIM provider. Okay. And the kind of skill set that they have and the history that they have um, really sets us in a, in, a, in a good position. That's cool. So let, let me ask uh, from a networking, because inevitably every security conversation falls into their networking market yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. um, so a lot of these cloud providers we've talked to do different levels of security. Like they'll do, um, they, they filter ingress, right, from the internet to the tenant. Okay. But then between tenants and then tenant out to the internet. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. What, what's your thought process on, do you, uh, you know, maybe this isn't like a, this is your, let's ask your personal philosophy. Okay, I, don't okay. want, I don't want to ask you an uncomfortable question. Yeah. Let's ask personal philosophy. Is filtering from your client, from your tenant out to the internet, something that you think, personally, yeah. is, is a good idea? Or you just kind of let them run? Uh, it, we actually, personally, I think there's liability issues there. So um, what we tend to do is we have dedicated tunnels between each customer. We okay. try and keep everything virtualized. And even though it is a cloud environment, you're completely isolated. Okay. Uh, so we have dedicated tunnels between each customer. Each customer's environment is completely isolated. There's no inter-VM communication, et cetera. Uh, so, okay. so that's the way we actually we operate. It's not really a, a, a sh the only area with shared um, resources would be our SAN. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and at that point, you, you eventually have to share infrastructure somewhere. Exactly. Right. Um, so, speaking of uh, operationalizing, how do you uh, how do you operationalize response on the scale that this has to be met at? Okay. Because we inevitably, you know, you, you get an alert, lots of things pop up on the dashboards, yeah. and you have to get somebody to investigate it. Yeah. And then, you know, looking at that from an analyst perspective, then you get the, okay, now what? How exactly. do you do the now what? Exactly. We, we have SLAs for, for notification, which are relatively straightforward. We have staffed SOC 24-7. Uh, so uh, the notification stage is pretty straightforward. Uh, in terms of remediation, uh, that's a sliding scale because uh, different remediation techniques require more time, more investigation. Uh, so <clears throat> we have a standard SLAs with all of our customers and uh, the actual remediation is on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, lastly, on the technology side is, do you actively, do you, do you have your internet uh, intrusion prevention appliances, yeah. your tipping points, are they in block mode? We have, I think, over like 110 deployments of IPS, so it's, it's a variety of block mode, and we have a variety of, um, of just IDS. Okay. So initially what we do is we put in IDS form first, yeah, yeah. Uh, tuning, whatever, from even a couple of months, get, get our SOC, uh, familiar with the customer's environment, and then we gradually turn on to the blocking mode. Okay, and I just want to ask, you know, because you're Brit, yeah. um, you, football is yeah. played with a round ball, kicked yeah. by the foot. Yeah. Uh, what's your team? My team's Liverpool. Liverpool, okay, fair enough. And uh, because you're a Canadian, you also have to love hockey. <laughs> and you're a what fan? Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> he says that smiling. All right, excellent, Ian, thanks. You've been a fantastic guest. Folks, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Raflos, uh, and uh, this is going to close us off for this time. Uh, hope you picked something up. Hope you've learned just a little bit, and uh, we'll catch you again uh, next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast with Rafal Los, the White Rabbit. If you have comments on today's podcast episode or ideas for future topics, please contact Roth on Twitter at White Rabbit. That's spelled W-H-1-T-3-R-A-B-B-I-T. Or leave a comment on the podcast webpage located at podcast.whiterabbit.net spelled 
WH1T3RABBIT.net. Thank you once again for listening.